right, last week I talked to you about the eternal kingdom. And tonight I'm just going to believe that the Lord is going to, I'm going to ask that you just write the references because there's going to be no way you're going to keep up with me tonight. So you can just re-listen to it. Um, <clears throat> but I really feel like the Lord had something. Yeah, that one's already open. I'll take that one. The Lord had something that he wanted to release for us tonight. I want to talk to you about the eternal crown. Remember the reference I gave last, last week about eternity being in men's hearts. It's interesting. This is when I wish I was an evangelist and I could disappear after the message. That's how I feel tonight. But that's all right. See, here's the deal. We want, I want to grow people up with sight of eternity, right? Holy Spirit wants to grow us up so that we see eternity for what it's worth and its value, and all that Jesus is about to do in your life, we have no, we, I, I feel like in the body of Christ as a whole, we don't have understanding of that. And I, I believe that the, the lacking thing is the fear of the Lord, that we don't have the, a, a, a like healthy fear of the Lord, not God's going to hit you with a bat. Come on, that Jesus... And all the high things in, in heavenly things that God's wanting to pour out on your life, we're missing out if we're just passive about things. And I'm telling you, there's an urgency from heaven's realms and from the eternal realms that God wants us to grab some things. And uh, just go to Revelation chapter 1 first and we'll, we'll start. A lot of Revelation But I want us to look at our eternal crown. How many know that you've been given, you actually are to be given a crown? There are multiple crowns in Scripture. Look up the word crown in Scripture. <laughs> see you later. I'll see you in a few months. I promise you, it's all over the Scriptures. And there, there's the imperishable crown. There's the crown of, of glory. There's a, a crown of life. There's a, I, can, I can't, there's no way I can hit everything tonight. But there's, there's so much that God has to say about a, a crown. And each of us have been given a crown. And I want you to just understand tonight that the Holy Spirit wants the church. It's, it's the desire of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I, res, I just know that there's this hunger that's germinating inside of me like I'm not hungry enough. But there's this hunger for eternal things that I, things that I cannot see that I want to perceive in my mind so that I'm, I'm, I'm working towards them. Not that, come on, it's not through works. You understand what I'm saying? But walking in the fullness of what he called. Everyone in this room has been given a scroll of destiny. And I want us to understand some things tonight that it is not, it, we, we have a mindset to take things lightly and passively. And so if I get a little strong tonight, I, I apologize beforehand. I'm not going to apologize again, okay, because I will be strong tonight on certain points because there is eternity at stake. There are souls at stake. 
there's, there's things in, in, in this world that God is trying to get a hold of and pull into the eternal realm. And the church is sitting and being quiet with their hands folded. And I'm telling you tonight that God is trying to pull us into this place where eternity is first and foremost in our minds. It says this, Revelation chapter 1. I had, I, had a, I had to flip a coin today because I was going to talk about two different things. No, I don't, I don't really do that. But at one point, I wanted to just talk about one thing, taking territory. But this has everything to do with that. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before the throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. Say, the firstborn from the dead. He's the firstborn of many because he released the miracle of eternal life over souls who would come to know him and acknowledge him as Lord, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Say, kings. Come on, this is going to be interactive tonight. So just take, take, you're allowed to just put the scriptures down and sit on them, okay? <clears throat> to him who loved us and washed us from our sins by his own blood. We just partook of the table. We acknowledge the Lord Jesus. We acknowledge the blood of Christ. And the Holy Spirit wants us to get a hold of that, that you are renewed because of the blood of Jesus Christ tonight. There's nothing else that can do that. There's no works that can do that. You can't stand on your head and spit pennies. It won't work. You can't get anything except for the blood of Jesus that cleanses you and has cleansed you from all sin. Say all sin. And has made us, made us. Because of the blood of Jesus, you've been made kings. Say kings again. And priests. Come on. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to see these things, right? I'll keep going. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Come on, amen. I need some help tonight, honestly. Amen. amen. Behold, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. And they who, who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am the omega uh, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is the one who was and who is and who is to come. The Almighty. So listen, there's two things I want us to look at. Mostly one, but right now two. The kings, you are kings and priests. What were kings put on the earth to do? To conquer, to rule, to take territory. I'm telling you, this is the job of the church. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is going to do something tonight that will invoke you to look at eternity in a fresh way. I promise you. There's an anointing to be received. Say, God, I want it. Yeah, just say you want it. If you ask for it, you'll get it. If you don't want it, just be passive. But there's something that the Lord wants to do, and he wants us to realize that he has made us kings. Ladies, you're kings. Come on, you have shields, swords, you cut off the head of the serpent. I'm telling you right now, 
And there's something of eternity that we need to get into our spirits tonight because we are not messing around. You do not have a choice. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. We all have a choice. But let's not be passive on what God wants to do. So if I say something that sounds like an opinion, just take it as that. I'm trying to preach the word. Listen, I'm getting it. I scare myself in preparing tonight. Really, because you... I, I want to handle the word of God with, with all diligence. Do you realize that I am, I am, up here, you want the microphone? I am more responsible because of this. And I, I really, the fear of the Lord needs to get on the leaders. It needs to get on the leaders of the body of Christ needs to be all over and it's it's good it's good it's not the come on it's not this beating come on it needs to be that God discerns and he sees and we understand that he knows and we don't want come on we want to be I want to do things that are, are helping the kingdom and are edifying the kingdom and that are edifying the body of Christ and don't I don't come on I don't want to do things that are going to break and, and fracture and, and begin to dismantle what God's trying to do in the earth and by preaching the word not in, in truth but by preaching the word with even hypocrisy I'm telling you it does destruction it's destructive Whew. so he says this I called you as kings and priests now as a king Everyone in here, you are called to take territory. You're called to take the territory of your family. First of all, you're called to take the territory of your heart. Right? And God, and listen, there's grace in this. Because sometimes I'm looking at, come on, we look at the whole region right now. God wants to win the region. God wants to win 15 million people in New England. Do you believe that? Because that is the heart of God. That not one would perish. Not one. And so from, from the one that's homeless to the, to the businessman, God needs to touch some people on the earth, right? From the youngest to the oldest, it, do, it doesn't matter. And the Holy Spirit is crying out for a people that will be kings and take the earth. Jesus said it this way. He said, occupy until I come. He desires that the, that the church would occupy, not just sit and wait for a bus, But preparing, preparing yourself to see what God is going to do in the whole earth. And as you do that, you engage with what God is doing. We're called as priests. Ministry before the Lord. But I don't want us to confuse two things. Because we can be looking to Jesus. I love him. And I preach intimacy. So I, 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 can, also, I can say this tonight. We preach Jesus, we preach intimacy, and I believe that. And I wholeheartedly, I want to get whacked with the Holy Spirit. I want to get taken out. I want to not come up. I want to stay down. I don't, don't let me up for air. You know, knock me down. I want to be in intimate places. But what happens is we, we become obsessed with the intimate place. All right? And it's okay. It's okay. But it has to go, it has to coincide with kingship. It has to coincide with what am I doing? Where is my crown? How, what am I doing? And, and it's not your crown, believe me. It's not your crown. So Paul said it this way. Do you not know? 
1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race, that those who run in a race all run, but one, say but one, one receives a prize. He's, he's, making, he's making a significant uh, distinguishing point, right? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. That means you have self-control. You're able to control your body. You're able to condition your body and prepare yourself for what God's going to bring you into. Ready? Temperate in all things. Now they who obtain, now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus not with uncertainty. Hello, look at your neighbor and say, you're not uncertain. No, you shouldn't be uncertain why you're running a race. You shouldn't be uncertain why you're in the body of Christ. You shouldn't walk with uncertainty. God knows why you're here, and you need to talk to him about that. But I'm telling you, there's destiny all over every person in this room. And, and listen, you cannot shake your destiny. You can't just say, I choose it or I don't choose it. Listen, God's looking because I'm telling you, I'm going to get, it's going to get heavy later, but I'll bring us back into, into, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> it'll be all right. Right? But we, so therefore I run. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, but thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. You're not doing nothing. One who beats the air. That means I'm shadow boxing. That means I don't know what I'm fighting. I'm not fighting anything. No, you're fighting something. Listen, as a, <laughs> I'll just tell you, I was doing too much study on the Nephilim this week, and you don't even, <laughs> I'll, I might go there in another time, but I'm telling you right now, there were things that were brought into the earth to expedite satanic life, living, you know, idolatry, Come on, drug addiction. It didn't just pop on the earth. It came at a point in time. And so you are, you are, you are sent to this earth. You, you're, you're in this time. You're in this epoch of time. You're in this kairos time where God is saying, you need to know what you're dealing with. And everyone in this room, listen, I don't, I, I'm, there will be a little bit of fear of the Lord tonight, and that's okay. Because we need to live our lives walking in understanding of the times that we're in. And you are not fighting against nothing. You're not fighting against politics. You're fighting against rulers in darkness. And the only way you do this is love Jesus and then do what he says to do. It's really, I don't, it's, the end of the, it's the end of the message that's going to say that again. You need to just listen to what he's saying, but you do not put down your crown. You don't put down the crown. You don't walk away from God's task he's given you. Destiny, right? But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I should become disqualified myself. So, look at your neighbor and say, I have an inheritance that's waiting. You do. You have an inheritance that's waiting for you. And listen, it just doesn't pop on your lap. You've been given a, a, an assignment, right? Peter said it this way. He said, blessed be Peter, 1 Peter 1, 
verse 3. I'll give you the references. I'll try. Blessed be the Lord God of our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy, thank God he's abundant in mercy, has begotten us again to the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved for you in heaven who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in this last time. What am I saying? What's, Paul, what's Peter saying? Peter's saying this. He said, listen, there's, there's re revelation that's being released to you, and it's all about your life and purpose. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that's going to reveal that to you. Paul talks about it all over the scripture. He talks about your inheritance all throughout the scripture. We have to see this, that we have been called for such a time as this. That your life has been given purpose. You weren't sitting, you weren't seated here so that you could have a good family and go on with life and into the eternity and the sweet by and by. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the news I'm giving everyone tonight. I'm sorry. I don't apologize for it, but I'm telling you there's another plan. And it doesn't matter where you are at. But God is saying, listen, pick up your crown. You have an eternal crown. It's eternal. That means it's out of eternity into this life, right? Ephesians 1, 17, that the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom, ready, and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened and that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his glorious inherit inheritance in the saints. Go ahead, read it again and again and again. You need revelation on that. Here's the deal. God has given to us. He's saying, Paul's saying, open your eyes, church. I'm praying that the church would open their eyes to what? Eternal realities. So that we would understand and know that when God calls us to something, it's there waiting. Listen, I don't think some, I used to think that I could go pick up someone else's mantle. I'm not sure of that anymore. I think that God has a specific thing that he has for me. And, and if someone else won't pick it up, come on. He's saying, Miles, what are you doing? Right? Someone has to pick up your crown. Who is it? It's you. It's no one else. It's just you. Like he has things designed for you that he's trying to, he's, it's already been throughout eternity. It's already been planned. Because the exceeding greatness of his power is going to help you to do that. Do you hear me? It's the next verse. It's working mightily through you so that you can do what you're called to do. See what destiny comes responsibility. We all want destiny call. I want to call to destiny. I want a prophetic word over my life. Come on. I love it. I'll take the prophetic word. But with the prophetic word comes, come on, you, you have to take responsibility for what's coming. It's not just going to fall out of the sky, right? And with purpose comes accountability. What does that mean? That means you're accountable to someone And at the end of the day, it's the one king that I'm responsible to do what he's called me to do. For you to do what he's called you to do. We get sleepy 
and we get tired and we're doing our, going along in our lives and we don't see what's, what heaven has for us because we just go through the mundane. And life can just pass you by. I'm not, I'm not going to get my mountain when I'm 85. I'm not. I'm not. You should say the same thing. Don't go get your mountain when you're 85 unless you're 85 in the room. But you understand what I'm saying? There's something of eternal value that God's trying to get into the church. Eternity inside of you so that you don't, move, you don't miss it. And there are books of destiny over your life, right? Jesus put it, put it this way. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Revelation twenty two twelve. 12. Behold, I'm qu- coming quickly and my reward is with me. It's funny, because we get into, like, theology, well, you know, I don't do anything by works and rewards, and no. He said he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. What does that mean? Even if I just get him in the end, that's good. But he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That means there is a reward. He says, I come with my reward, and it's with me, to give everyone according to his works. That's scary to me. That's a scary verse that the church is going to, like, wrestle with and try and theorize. But it says work. According to what I do here, according to how I engage with my destiny here, according to what I do with all the glory, Jesus, I give to you all the honor. I worship you, and, and I worship you, and I worship you, and I worship you, and I don't do anything. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying it's good. We're here. We're right. You're getting it tonight. But the Holy Ghost is wanting to to move us into a whole nother realm of understanding that when I step into the reality of worship, when I step into the reality of who He is, when I begin to engage with heaven and all that Jesus is, you can't just say. I'm just going to go home and bake a cake. I'm sorry. Or I'm just going to go to work tomorrow. Everything's just going to be fine. I'll get under the blanket and watch Netflix. You know what I'm saying. I'm not preaching against Netflix. Or cake. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. And I don't care if, you're, if you've been in the church for, for 20 years. I don't care if you've been in the church for two weeks. God has destiny for your life. He's got purpose for your life. Does it mean you're called to go to the nations and shake the nations? I don't know. You need to sort that out with Jesus, though. And I'm not going to say you're not, and I'm not going to say you are, unless the Lord, by divine revelation, releases something for me to say to you. You understand what I'm saying? And so we receive prophecy as if it's like popcorn, and I'll eat the next one at the next show. I know. No, because I just, because I'm taking things that I think I said over us, right, as a ministry, things that have been said over my life long ago, long ago, long ago. Come on. It doesn't matter. And things that God has said over your life, right? He said things to you, and, and you're still waiting for the promise, right? So you pray towards the promise, and you take action, hello, action. 
to step into what he's called you to. There has to be movement. And I know there's this, you know, I got to feel lead. Get lead in your pocket, like Mr. Uh, You know who says that, right? Just get led in your pocket. You are led. Come on. You're led by the Spirit. I said this before. You're led because you're sons of God. And sons of God are led by the Spirit. Here's the thing, right? Jesus, John says at the end of this, right? I didn't even get through like three. Behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. To give to everyone according to his works. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments. That they may have the right. Say the right. Everyone's awake. The right to the tree of life. And may enter through the gates into the city. What is that city? That's the city. Come on. That's the new Jerusalem. That's Come on. All of what heaven's releasing over the earth in a new day, in a new time, in a new time. Come on. Just, we're going to be there. But what does your reward look like? Where are you seated? Are you in the back row? I don't either. I don't want to be in the back row. I want to be close to Jesus and the four living creatures. Do you understand what I'm getting at? Like, you... I'm preparing for eternity. You're preparing for eternity. Here. Now. Let me get all Jonathan Edwards with it. But there's books of destiny over our lives, right? It's clear. Psalm 139 said, your eyes, your eyes saw my substance, right? Your eyes saw my substance, yet being unformed. And in your book, they were all written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet, there was none of them. That means there's two twin little girls about to be born. Right? But all the days were already written about them. Already. Already. Already, there's already destiny scrolls already, and they've not even come into the, to, to the planet. Well, they have. But you understand what I'm saying. So for everyone in this room, there's been scrolls that were spoken over your life from the day that you were conceived, before the day you were conceived. And what does that say? And what does it look like? And are you running as if you're in a race? Or are you running as if you're beating the air? What, what, what are we doing? How are we perceiving things? Right? Daniel 7, 9 says, I watched till the thrones were put in place. And the Ancient of Days was seated, and his garment was as white as snow, and the hair on his head was like pure wool, and his throne was a fiery flame, and its wheels burning fire. Come on. And a fiery stream issued and 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 came forth from before him. And thousands and thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And the courts were seated, and the books were opened. 
You understand what I'm trying to get across here? Listen, there were things that are already written in heaven about what's happening here on earth. And we, we tend to sit back and theorize about it instead of just going for it. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to get us tonight to change our perspective, right? Because there is a judgment seat. <laughs> ready? Here we go. You ready? Get ready. Because there's two judgment seats, right? Two judgment seats. One is the great white throne. One is the great white throne. That is the judgment of the whole earth. Come on. That's unbelievers, everybody. Then, the, then we have the judgment seat, the famous seat of Christ, which is actually a picture of that which is on the athletics again. What happens at the end of the race? Here's your prize. It's, it's that way. Not like you're not going in. Not like God's judging you. But what happened on the earth? What did I do with my time? How did I perceive when my, my calling was to do this? Was I, was, I, was I preaching as a pastor or should I have been at the nations? You understand what I'm saying? Was I, was I, was I looking for a pulpit or should I have been in business? Should I have been, should I have been a, a, come on, should I have been in the music industry or should I have been home cooking for my kids? I don't know. You know, where do you go? right? Because building a family is as valuable as the next. You understand what I'm saying? So there's some place that God is trying to pull us, right? He wants us to understand. Ready? Ready? Here, just, just for this. This is, ready? I'm just going to talk about the scariness of this spot right here for a moment. And then I'll talk about your scariness in a second. But it said this in James 3.1. It said, not many of you should become teachers. Not many of you should become teachers. I'm like, everyone wants to go in the ministry. Not many of you should become teachers, serving in official teaching capacity, my brothers and sisters. For you, you know that we, are, we who are teachers will be judged by a higher standard because we have assumed a greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. Oh, mercy. I just have to live with that. Right? Because I know I'm called to be here. But I better be wise. And I better have Holy Spirit's mind. And I better rightly be able to divide the word of truth. To give to those who I speak to and not live in hypocrisy and not live with some pie-in-the-sky mindset or unfaithful in, with the money or unfaithful to my wife and my family. Do uh, you understand what I'm saying? It's scary. In a good way. So then James says this, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Listen, here's what I'm saying to you. God, we go through such, some, some of us go through such tough time trying to find our way. And God's wanting us to find our way directly. He's wanting, he's calling us into that place. 
Come on, I know. He's calling the Holy Spirit like last week I said. Holy Spirit called you, and he's trying to pull you aside so that you hear him. And some of us just ignore. But I'm telling you, God's pulling us into this place so that we hear clear. And we know the way to go. But when temptation, when trials, listen, temptations don't come by. (sighs) Temptation doesn't come by a spirit. Hello? It's not the spirit of lust. It's not the spirit of drugs, addiction. It's not. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Ready? I realize this as I'm going through scripture today. It is a choice that we make, right? It's a choice that I make. Can I get that spirit on me and, and I give it and I feed it? Yes, absolutely. But I'm telling you, it's a choice. I wasn't lured by a spirit. It's called I made a choice to do something. And there, there needs to be a, a, a reckon, like reconciliation about like it's not a demon that causes you to do something I'm telling you I wasn't even going here anyway it's 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 when we make a decision like I make a decision to live in poverty I don't go to work hello all right, everyone with me? Okay, okay. I'm not saying weird things. Like if I, if, I, if, I want, if I want to reactivate addiction in my life, I don't have a spirit of addiction that cries at me every day. No, I make a decision now that I'm going to go use drugs or be a drunk. Right? I, I got to make a decision. And God's saying now, in these days, Let's make decisions that are, cons- are going to build you into most holy faith, right? That I'm going to live a life that's pure and holy. Not, not, listen, holiness isn't a bad word. God is trying. He's already made you holy. Right? He's already made you holy. You're able to stand. You're able to walk. Right? It's like if, if, I, if I step into sexual skin, skin, sexual sin, it's because I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit and I'm going against everything I know. That's it. It's not like, oh, she had a Jezebel spirit. No, no, you made a choice. I wasn't even going here tonight. Why, was, why did I do this? Anyway. Revelation 2. Yeah, it's heavy because I, wanted, I just want to distinguish some things because I can't blame things on unseen things. It's your flesh. It's your carnal nature that causes you to do things. It's nothing else. Let's stop blaming the devil for everything. Revelation 2, verse 10. Do not fear those things you're about to suffer. See the warning, right? This is, this is to, the, to the church of Smyrna. One thing I noticed, right, in the seven churches, Church of Smyrna was the persecuted church. And he didn't have anything against the persecuted church. Jesus said, he didn't say, I have this against you. He didn't say that against the persecuted church. He didn't say it against the faithful church. All the other five he had a problem with. Because they were opening the door 
to Satan's synagogue. They were allowing Jezebel to have a place. They were allowing, see, and God's calling us to be, come on, stewards with what he's given to us so that the thing doesn't go amok. Yes, me as a pastor, but you as you're sitting out there, don't give place for the enemy to come in. Don't open the door. I wasn't supposed to preach on holiness tonight. I don't know what's happening, but there is something that God wants us to understand in this because he's trying to pull the church into this beauty of who he's coming for because he's coming for a spotless bride. That's why I'm going here. And listen, as I'm saying this stuff, I'm judged by my words. I promise you, I'm judged by my words. That means, oh, that means tomorrow I got decisions to make. The next day, four years down the road, when things are flying and going great. No, really, this whole thing, I, if anything, it put the fear of the Lord on me. Because I love what God's doing, and I want to protect what God's doing. And I want to receive the crown. I want to receive the crown so I can give it to him in the end. And that's what this is all about. And this is what it should be for everyone in this room. And if you're called to ministry, great. If you're not, it doesn't matter. You still are given a crown. And don't squander the crown. And I'm not saying that we, you know, we can't live life and enjoy life. I'm not saying that. And I, I want us to live, to live life to its fullest, yet live in the fullness of what God said over you. If he's spoken things over you since before you were born, then there's something that has to come forth. Did I finish that scripture? I don't think I did. Did I even tell you what it was? Revelation 2.10. Do not fear any of those things which you're about to suffer. That's all I got, right? Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. So the persecution was one thing, right? That you may be tested. That you may be tested. And that you will have tribulation 10 days. Something about 10 days. Be faithful until death. <laughs> Be faithful until death. Be faithful until death. And I will give you a crown of life. Be faithful until death. That means it's always on. Game on every day. It doesn't ever, no, I'm not sitting back. I'm not going to calm down. I'm not going to shut up. No, I'm going to preach the gospel, right, to the ends of the earth. To, to, come on, till I see everyone who's supposed to come. I'm telling you guys, get ready, because I know God's about to pour in souls. I know it's about to happen. It's, a, it's, it's not just a matter of me. If, I said this before. If everyone won one soul this week, never mind, through, through the next 10 years, if everyone won one, what would the church look like? It would be just, wow. It would grow. Right? And I said, God, I don't think I've been doing my due diligence. What's happening? Are you bringing us into, into a greater place? I, I, 
I just want to win souls now. Just, I just want to go tell people about Jesus. I just want to see the, see the sick healed and, and those who are demon-possessed set free. And, and I want to take territory because every time I see a sick person healed, you take territory. Every time you see a demonic person, listen, if you go back to, to Matthew or Mark chapter 5, it talks about the legion being free, right? It was all of a sudden, this was all to say that Jesus was about to step into the Gentile nations. And this is what God's saying. Listen, you got to go beyond what the culture says. You got to go beyond what it looks like. He's trying to take us into a territory and win it and to shift everything. How do we do that? God, how do I yield my life? How do I make my life? It says this in Romans Romans 6. 15, and I'm still going to beat this drum a little bit, but I'll, I'll get through it. I'll get through it. I promise. What then? Shall we, shall we sin because we're not under law but under grace? May it never be. May it never be. Do you not know that when you're, you present yourselves to someone else as a slave for obedience, you are a slave to the one whom you obey, either in sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in righteousness? powerful verse. If we ever get that and understand it, we'll, we'll, it's game over. But Paul's saying, I preached grace and I tell you the grace of God is upon you, but don't abuse the grace. Because whatever we align ourselves with is, is what we now follow. So if I begin to align myself with culture and I begin to follow that, no, no. God's saying, I want be separate among them. That doesn't mean you can't go in and be separate. See, holiness has always said, oh, no, 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 separate yourself. You can't go in there. And I'm telling you, Jesus said it like this. Go in and be separate and shine. Go in, be separate, and shine. Because there's something about getting filled with Christ, and then I can't give what I have because I'm always around Christian people. I love you. But then the same note, I can't go into the world and try and chameleon. I'll just show up. Bing. I'm just going to change color. You understand what I'm saying, right? love this. Galatians 5. I know, a lot of scripture tonight. I had to. I had to. Galatians 5, verse 16 and 17, the Passion Translation. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Can I just say that? Stop there for a second because, listen, a lot of things we can be craving, and they can be permissible, Right? They're not even against the law. Like, they're okay. But I'm telling you, sometimes that pulls us into a place where we can't see eternity because we settle for, the, for, the, for that which is on the earth, that it's okay. And it's not bad. I'm all right. You're all right. It's okay. And I do. Come on. I'm not trying to get too crazy, but I have to get a little crazy because sometimes that'll put you to sleep. That'll put us to sleep. Like, we settle for things because it's all right. Like, this is permissible. This is all right for me. Like, there's nothing wrong. It's not unholy. It's nothing like that. It's just, come on. Why you got to be like that? 
I'm not condemning anyone in this room, honestly. I'm not. But I am saying that God's trying to pull us to a whole nother level. Is it just me? Oh, it's just you because you're the preacher. No, it's not. And it's not just because I live with her. You understand what I'm saying? It's called a, li- a life, a Christian life, a life that we live. The fullness of God. He wants you to live in the fullness of who he is. Not outside of it, right? Okay, now you only got through one sentence. So, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit and you abandon the cravings of your self-life, right? For your, your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit. Ouch. My self-life. My things that I need, it makes me feel all right, Jesus. It's not hurting anybody, but it offends the Holy Spirit. And hinders him from living free within me. Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) If you get that, yeah, there's something on that, right? It hinders him from moving freely in you. So God, I want all of you, but then I'm just... Turn the volume up on this a little. And it hinders the Holy Ghost from moving in your life. It actually offends Him. What's an offense to the Holy Spirit? I am. Now I'm preaching holiness, right? Because it's called, it's a separation. God's demarking. He's making a mark. He's like in a, running a line in the sand and saying, listen, I don't want you to pass here. But see, here's the thing. I can't preach it to you. I can't make you do anything. Like what happens in the holiness movement is they were trying to preach this, 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 this. Don't, you know, have the dresses up to here and down to there and, you know, whatever. Whatever it was, right? It was rules. And you can't just put the Holy Spirit in rules because it just becomes religion again. And it becomes tradition and all that stuff. And I'm saying this, that God's calling you when he's weaning us and he's calling us. And he's, and he's saying, come with me, come with me. Don't do that, just come with me. And I'm telling you, praying right now. Father, raise your hands quick. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let us hear your voice in that way. Lord, that we know what offends you. We know what's an offense to the cross. We know what's an offense to the Holy Spirit. But God, we want to live with you. And we wanna, want you to live freely inside of us. We want you to live free inside of us, free inside of us, completely free inside of us. So let it be, Holy Ghost. Let it be, Father. Let it be, Jesus. Let it be free. We want you to have freedom, 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 freedom. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's intense craving, intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. Who do we want to dominate? It's the same verse from Romans 6. It's the same thing. What is dominating us? Right? God, we want, I want the Holy Spirit to dominate my life. Just 100%. Holy Spirit, dominate my life. Don't, I, I don't want to turn my eyes. I don't want to move any other way. I just, I'm asking you. So then two, it says, so then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are the self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. Now let's see. Let's identify who you are. You've been bought by the blood of Jesus. You're born again. Everyone, yes. Tell me yes. Yes, yes, I am. Hallelujah then you're a new creation. 
You're not living self-life. The Holy Spirit wants to dominate your life. Right? All right, how am I doing? Now, I just want to open up because I want to just talk about the returning of the Lord for a second. <laughs> Ready? Because generations past always had this mindset of the Lord's coming soon. And we need to win everyone we, need to, we can to Jesus, right? God wants to do that to us. He wants to reveal himself in such a way through the church. Ready? Revelation 19.11 says, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on, on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. And his eyes, everyone say, his eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head was many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. And he was, he was clothed with a, with a robe dripped in blood. And his name was called the Word of God. So here's the thing. You think of that song. Crown him with many crowns. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon the throne. And I was just thinking, you know, when he's seen here at the end, because this is, this is one chapter away from the end of the book. Before in 22, they're saying, come Lord Jesus. But the revelation of Jesus is this, that when he comes, he comes with many crowns. Why many crowns? Revelation 4.10 says, 24 elders fell down before him who sat on the throne and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before him saying, holy is the lamb. Come on. It was the 24 elders that cast their crowns. But then I, 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 as I'm reading through scripture, I realize that there are crowns that God has set apart for people in our lives, you don't have to be in the ministry. A crown of righteousness. A crown of life. A crown of joy, rejoicing in what God's doing. And the Holy Spirit wants us to see that He is calling us to take our crowns. Pick up your crown. Listen, none of us can leave our crowns behind anymore. No more. No more. You're going to pick up your crown. You're going to run the race. Are you hearing me? It's just like, I just, tonight I just wanted to kind of push things in so that eternity is seen. Like, like open the gate, God, so we can see what eternity looks like. And when I say all this, that the demonstration of who he is, God's about to demonstrate who he is in our midst every day. Every day every day but he's looking for us to take the crown and say I'm not putting down. some of us have put down things some people in this room you put down things I'm just going to set it aside it can wait and all of a sudden we determine ready we determine God's timeline And I said to myself, God, who, how am I to determine your timeline? 
What does it look like? If God's coming, I don't determine God's timeline. God determines God's timeline. I know he stepped out of eternity and he came out of eternity and stepped into our timeline, right? With Jesus. It says in the fullness of time. But there was an appointed time when Jesus came. And the Holy Spirit wants us, everyone in this room, to realize God set a time. There's a timer. I believe this. There's a timer. And he's saying, are you walking after the things? Because I know in seasons of my life, I wasn't walking in the timeline. I'm talking even after I was, I was living for Jesus and walking after him, I put some things aside because I said, God, that's not, not, not now, not now, not now. Y'all right? Everyone all right? I promise you, there's something amazing is about to happen to us. As we just lift our hands and just say, God, I receive what you have for me. Listen, the scrolls, they don't change. I'm telling you, the things that God has written over your life, it doesn't change. We can change it. I don't know, that's weird, right? How can we change what God said? I don't know, we have choices. I have a decision to make. We think that God, whatever God says goes, no. God always gave us a choice. Whatever the Holy Spirit says, it, it has to be marked in, in, no. I either believe the prophets and I walk after the things that he spoke to me, right? Either I believe what he says, or I don't. Or I want to put it off to some far by and by thing. You hear me? There's nothing else. I have, there is nothing else. There is only eternity. There's only eternity. <laughs> you guys all right, really. I, I'm just like, because I want you to really... There has to be some place where we grab hold and say, God, tonight we'll just do that. I believe that this, this, there's a place that he wants to reestablish a fresh timeline with you. That means you're picking up the crown. If I had a crown for a prop tonight, it would have been great. But I don't. But you pick up the crown. You say, God, I take the crown of life that you've given me because there's some there's something that he wants to reestablish in the church it's kind of weighty I get it it's okay it's okay to kind of feel that weight we don't like it we feel like it's icky and it's not heaven it is heaven because conviction is just the Holy Spirit saying, wow, I, I really got to think about where my life's at right now and where I'm going. And it's not another say, come down and meet Jesus tonight. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying this. I'm saying God's about to do something in your life. And he just wants you to come back into agreement with it. Because I think there was things that, was, that were spoken over your life. Right? Psalms 139. 
there were things that were spoken over your life that he's just saying, what, when? When are you going to step into it? And that, this doesn't come to give anyone regret now. Mark my words. <laughs> you understand me? It doesn't call, it, I'm not saying anything in here to cause regret. Regret is not from the Holy Spirit. Because here's the deal, because I, I believe this, that once I say, God, I take, because I, I did it this afternoon, I just said, God, I take the crown. And wherever you had for me for the last 20 years that I might have missed, we're going to make, make up some time, and you're going to do it now. That's all. That's all this means tonight. It's encouraging. It's like, God, I take it, and I'm running with it, because I know where I'm going, and I know where you called me to. And I'm still trying to figure things out. Everyone in this room is trying to figure things out. It's okay. Bring us back up. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something, there's no regret in the room. I can bring a message like this and I have to back out. I'm not backing out. I'm saying this, that there's abilities inside of you that you haven't been using. There's gifts inside of you that God's calling out. He's calling them out. Doesn't mean you got to go be super evangelist and travel the world now. No, that's not what it means unless you're called to that. I don't mean super evangelist. You know what I mean. But there's destiny over your life. There's a purpose over your life. And the scrolls are unopened. Uh, they're opened. And he's already spoken them over your life. And you're just taking the crown. And saying, God, I'm, I'm going to take this and I'm going to move like a king. And I'm going to take territory. Are you hearing me? It's about taking territory. It's not about sleeping through things. It's about taking territory. It's about awakening that I'm a king and that I'm not going to miss one thing anymore. That the destiny was already written. It's already been written. It's already been written out. And actually more is being written. How, how's that? More can be written if you just align with what the Spirit's doing. Like if I give myself wholly to what the Holy Spirit is doing, He can just open up the script and run the pen. I'm telling you, God is like that. We think things are so concrete. And I know God, the word never changes. This word will never change. And the things that he spoke over your life, maybe those will never change either. But you have to step into it and you have to say, God, I take the crown. I'm standing as a king. Women, you're kings. Children, you're kings. Come on. You're just going to step into it. And you're going to be a priest. Because the priestly... Ministering in the Lord, it's, it, we have to have that. So stand with me. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. Just close your eyes. Don't wait for something to happen. Let's just engage with the Holy Spirit.
God, we thank you that we get to crown you with many crowns. We get to cast our crowns at the feet of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you open our eyes up into the eternal realms like we've never seen before. And Lord, there would be an urgency to step into the things you've called us to, God. Lord, I thank you for, for the crown that you've given to each of these people in front of me, Father, tonight. And that, Lord, there's more that you want to release. The, the, the script has an end for anyone. As a matter of fact, it's just opening up for tonight. Brand new script. And Lord, I thank you for the crown. I thank you, Father, for every person in here taking territory, taking the things that, God, you've called them to, the things that you have yet to reveal to them, but, Father, you're bringing them into this territory. Lord, allow it to come tonight. We receive you, God. Lord, we're going to run the race. We're going to receive the imperishable crown. Because <laughs> we're going to run the race in a greater way, Father, than we did before. Lord, I thank you for tomorrow. Because <laughs> all of our future is in tomorrow. I thank you, Father, that you're going to release something great. Lord, we open our hearts to you in a greater way, even now, even in these moments, right now, right now. Come on, just lift your hands, lift your hands, come on. Lord, we seek you eagerly. Lord, let hunger for the new wave of what you're going to do come. See, there's a brand new wave, what he's going to do. There's a brand new movement of what he's going to do over your life. He's blowing over your life like a brand new cool wind that's going to release the plans that he has for you, the plans to prosper you, not to harm you. But Lord, we thank you for the reality of, of eternity in our hearts right now in these moments. Lord, we thank you for the, for the eternal reward. We thank you for the eternal crown. God, we just live in this place, Lord, knowing that eternity, what you have ahead, is so important that it's not something that we just move aside and, and don't keep it in the forefront of our minds. Lord, I pray that it's, it's burning in the forefront of our minds. That crown would actually touch our heads and it would burn eternity in the forefront of our minds right now in these moments. Lord, I thank you that every person in this place has their family to reach, has, has people around them to reach. There's something of, of, of massive harvest that's on this group right now, Father, that you're, you're releasing. Open us up, open us up, open us up, open us up, open us up.